0: reading is taken from John chapter 16, verses 5 to 15. But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the Prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes,
1: Thank you for that beautiful reading and praying. And I would like us to just, it's uh, a bedding on my heart for Morocco. And so can we do that? Let's, let's just pray for uh, the earthquake, the people who have been suffering from the earthquake that happened there uh, just uh, uh, yesterday or so. yeah, Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are the God who comforts us with a comfort that only you can provide. We lift up our brothers and sisters in Morocco uh, who have been affected by this earthquake. And many people have been cut off. Some have died. Over a thousand people have lost their lives in this tragic circumstances. A nation is grieving. The nation is reeling in pain. And we ask that, Lord, that you will send forth a supernatural covering of love over the nation, a supernatural covering of comfort over the nation, We also ask that, Lord, you will send your witnesses uh, to your people, to the people who are grieving, who are in pain, and people who will help with the recovery work, people who will help to uh, make a way for those who have been trapped to be rescued. And we pray that the nations will rally around Morocco and provide the necessary support uh, to help them in this moment of need. We ask that in the midst of this, darkness this tragedy that creates darkness and gloom that the light of your love will shine we pray that it will create an opportunity uh, for the good news of jesus to be made known and to be enacted in good ways and that the people of morocco will come to know that jesus loves them and so lord we ask that let your mercy and grace prevail and lord may all the recovery uh, process and help be successful and through this unfortunate situation let lives be preserved those who are still trapped in cut off and covered lord we pray that their lives will be preserved and they will be rescued and may your comfort come upon families and homes and people who have lost their loved ones lord may this remind us that as humans we are mortals we are limited, and our Lord will turn to you, the source of life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Uh, can we have some music? If you just get on the keyboard. If you get, if you get on the violin. It's a very simple song. Be still and know that I am God. The guitar? Uh, no, uh, no, no guitar? Out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh. okay. Yeah. 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 Sing it. This is what the Lord said to me. I love you. I have kept you and brought you this far. I hold you in the palm of my hands. And I've ordained you as my light in this place. And I had a picture of, you know, when you fly at night, when you're in the airplane at night and you look down, and you can see, and you fly over cities, you see dots of light, or in some places, light that is congregated, and it brightens the place. Do you know what God sees? Do you know what angels sees? Do you know what demons sees, When they look on the earth, they see the Christians as light in the midst of the darkness. Because the Bible says the darkness covers the earth. Gross darkness covers the people. But those who come to know Jesus, what did Jesus call them? You are the light of the world. But as you come this morning, what is your expectation of the Lord? Is it going to be business as usual? So, as we sing this song again, open up your heart to God because when Jesus is in the house all things are possible. He wants to do something with you but your expectation will open you up for the channeling of the work of the power of the Spirit. So as we sing this song again open up your heart and your mind to Jesus and to share God's word with you I feel God is already at work and uh, we're going to have a good time Amen. Yeah. is that all right yes. do you like to have a good time yes. well I hear there's, there's going to be a party very soon it's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have a party here too I, I always have the saying whenever we run the alpha course on the Holy Spirit weekend because you're dealing with people who are not familiar to this stuff. And so people can be a bit apprehensive, they can be a bit hesitant, they can be a bit cautious. And some of these things can be a barrier to them, not to God. And so I always tell people, "Listen, if it's God, it's good. If it's God, it's good. It reminds me of a very funny story. Is it okay if I step down? Thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. It feels more liberated. It's just kind of like stuck on a platform there. (laughs) Anyway, a story about this old woman who believes in the power of prayer. And so her next door neighbor happens to be an atheist so she will stand in the front of her porch and she will lift up her hands and head to heaven and say god i thank you that you love me and you always supply what i need so i can be a witness for you and her atheist neighbor did not like that because he believed there is no god so he thought let me settle this situation once and for all so the next day he had a plan the next day the woman came out on, his, on her porch and prayed Lord I know you love me and today I know you're going to provide all the provisions that I need to be able to be a blessing so the atheist had a prayer he said I'm going to show this lady there is no go and so he quickly runs the uh, supermarket gets some groceries and then comes and secretly puts the groceries in the corner the woman's porch. And then he goes back to his home hiding, watching to see what the old lady, the lady will do. So the lady comes out and finds this bag full of goodies. Wow! And she's excited and she lifts up her head and says, Lord I know you love me and I knew you were going to provide. In that moment, the atheist comes out and says, no, 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 hang on a minute. God didn't provide this. Here is the receipt. I went to the shop and I bought these things and placed them here. He looked at the atheist, she looked at the atheist, lifted up her head head to heaven and prayed, Lord, thank you that you provided for me and you made the devil pay for it. (laughs) Jesus said, It is to your advantage that I go. When I go, I will send you a helper. Oh, come on. The disciple of Jesus is not a victim. The disciple of Jesus is not a beggar. The disciple of Jesus is not the one back paddling and and is the pitiful one. No, the disciple of Jesus, the one who has faith in Jesus, has the advantage so that they can be an effective witness for the kingdom of God. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwell in the land belongs to our Father family, friends, we are called to represent a kingdom. But because we cannot represent this kingdom in our own human strength and ability, Jesus does something wonderful. And this is only possible after the resurrection. Because after, before the resurrection, there was only one Jesus, okay? Okay. There was only one Jesus. He could be in one place. Yeah, he could do some wonders. He could appear here and appear there and walk through walls, but there was only still one Jesus. But then, after the resurrection, something happened. Jesus does not become constrained to one place alone. He's able to appear to different people at different times and appear to many people at the same time. And he will be here and he will be there. But that's not it. That's not all. Now, Jesus, by his spirit, whoever comes to believe in him, he puts himself into that believer that's what the Bible says Christ in you the hope of glory so that when you appear it's like Jesus has appeared and that is what so he comes to dwell in the believer in the disciple of Christ with all of his presence by the gift of the Holy Spirit that is why he says I it is to your advantage because when I go the comforter will come he will not just keep you cool and collected in a corner no 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 what he comes to to do you is to empower you to represent me so that all the things that I did whilst I was here in bodily form you now become my representative that you are able to do these things because there is a kingdom of God at stake listen to what he says John chapter 16 The verse number five. But when, I go away to, but when I go away to him who sent me, and now, sorry, but now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. I'm reading the New King James Version. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. The helper. To help us do what? Hold that thought in mind. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my father, And you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Jesus sends us, remember, he sent the 12 apostles and then he sent the 70. And he sent them to do the very thing that the father has sent him to do. The only thing they are not required to do is to die on the cross for the sins of the world. But take that out. Jesus expects those who believe in him to do everything else that the father sent him to do. So in John chapter 20 verse 20, what's this? I feel like stepping on this. I don't know where it is. In John chapter 20 verse 20 or 21, Jesus says, as the father has sent me, so sent I you. The purpose which the father sent me I'm sending you to make known the salvation of the Lord. The way in which he sent me, which is he gave me the Holy Spirit on the day of my baptism, I'm giving you the same. The Father who is with me and does the things that I do in the same way I am with you. So you would do the things that I did whilst I'm here. Essentially, he's saying, I will be in you and work with you and work through you wow oh you should have said a big amen to that that puts it on a different level altogether because christ in you the hope of glory because the 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 places where jesus is sending us it requires something supernatural the work of the holy spirit in global mission is phenomenal I said earlier on, the world lies in darkness. Now, this darkness is a supernatural darkness. The people sit in darkness. It's a supernatural darkness. It's a darkness created by the enemy. Jesus himself said, I send you as uh, uh, doves among, I send you as sheep among wolves. Did he not? He says, oh, when you go, be as wise as serpents, be as humble as doves. But the world in which I'm sending you, the field I'm sending you, is a devouring field. It's a supernatural world. It's not a world you can handle, it's not a, a terrain you can handle in your own physical strength and abilities. It needs the helper because there is a kingdom of God at stake. So, for example when I go to Thailand, let me, let me just let you in a little bit about the spiritual terrain of Thailand. In every home, there is an altar dedicated to a spirit in every home, apart from Christian homes. On every street, there is a temple, there is an altar where people can offer sacrifices and invoke spirits. And then in every community, there is a huge temple there. And so every at at about 5 a.m. or maybe even before, the Buddhist priest will wake up to invoke the spirits into the land so that Buddhism will become established and nobody will go anywhere. That is the reality of what I experienced when I was in Thailand. It is in these territories that Jesus sends us to go. So you recognize that you need the helper, the Holy Spirit. In India, I was in India. It was at the height of the uh, Hindu celebration. It was for about two weeks or more. In the month of October. There is celebration. Who has been to India around October? Who has been to India at all? Two? You're from India? You're no. f- oh you know. Oh Sri Lanka. Heritage. Ah, okay. You've been? You've been? You've been to India. Oh, okay. All right. And and this drumming singing invocation 24-7. When I was in the land, oh my God, I just felt oppressed and harassed. I, there was one time I had to stay all night to pray because I just couldn't sleep. By the time I closed my eyes, I'm seeing images and all sorts of strange things. And I said, Lord, I cannot I cannot survive in this atmosphere in my own power. Help me, Lord. And he sent the helper. Well, remember, we went to, we went to, I went with Ben Francis to uh, a a village. And we went with medical camp. We went uh, and then we were gathering the people. And then this gentleman met met us and said, who are you, what do you want, where are you coming from, What what are you doing here? So we explained to him what we're doing. And then he said, oh, okay, that's good. It happened to be the village elder. So he goes before us and then marshals all the people to come to the camp. And we had a fantastic camp. After that he invites us to his home. Now before we enter his home he has his own shrine on the side and in his room are pasted images of the one of the Hindu gods and this Hindu god in particular is a woman and she is depicted as having about eight hands or so and in one of the hands holds the head of a head that has been cut with blood dripping. And these are some of the things that happen in the environment where we are sent to go and be kingdom representatives. Now, these are just examples. This happens everywhere including Pembry. Are you with me? Just recently I met a young lady who was wearing cross earrings so I thought in my ignorance I thought she was a wonderful Christian so I wanted to have a a Christian conversation with her and I said oh this lovely earrings are you a Christian she said me no I'm not a Christian I was a bit surprised so what are you she said I'm a witch I said what come again she said I'm a witch and she proudly said, even my grandmother is a notable witch. So I wanted to get some information from her so I can know how to approach next time. And she realized that, no, the guy is digging out for information. So she quickly turned away from that conversation. Now, so these things are not afar off. We live with them 24-7. They are not to make us afraid, but rather to rejoice. We have the advantage. We have the helper. That is why the Holy Spirit comes to equip us and to empower us so we can be effective witnesses. Hallelujah. Because what the helper brings, they don't have. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, are you with me at all? Are you sure you're with me? What what, the gifts he brings, the ability he gives us makes us more than able in those circumstances. As I was driving, as I was parking I saw a couple walking by on the other side and they were, you know, stretching out their neck to see if they could see what's happening here as they were hearing the sweet melody of music uh, out of the doors. And so I said to her, oh, please, come in. You are very welcome. And she said, oh, it sounds lovely out there. I said, absolutely. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> but of course, I gave her the invitation. But, um, but I think they were on their way. They've made up their mind to be somewhere else. But, but what the Spirit of God gives us makes us more than able. Amen. Why? Because when the spirit comes he is the initiator and the orchestrator of mission. He is the sustainer and the enabler of mission. He's the one who is equipping us and the one who is empowering us to represent Jesus. When we become Christians God doesn't leave us in the, in the world just to survive, just to be happy, just to be comfortable. No, God, that's not God's plan. God's plan is this. You and I become representatives of the kingdom of God. In fact, the word gives it a more glorious word. We become ambassadors of Christ. The ambassadors of different countries that are in the UK, they are not here for the UK, they are here for their country. They seek to protect the interest of their country in the United Kingdom. Likewise, the ambassadors of the United Kingdom all across the world are there to seek the interest of the United Kingdom. If you therefore are representative of the Kingdom of God, you are to seek the interest of the kingdom of God on earth. And I feel this is the place where we miss it. So often we are feeling defeated, we're feeling victimized, we're feeling under pressure because we've forgotten our purpose. Your purpose is an ambassador of the kingdom of God, a representative of Jesus Christ, to bring in life where it's needed. To bring light where there is darkness. To bring hope where there is no hope. Often we pray a wrong prayer. We say, God, come and do something. And God has been teaching me, no. That's why I give you the Holy Spirit. So you go and I will do it through you. Hallelujah. So when we pray for the sick, we have a certain mindset. God is at work in me. As I put my hands on the sick. Jesus puts his hand on the sick. And just as if Jesus was praying for the sick, what will be my expectation? I know the outcome is a done deal. And so when I pray for the sick, it's not Kwame, I'm, I'm just the vessel. It's Jesus praying. And so I think of the outcome as settled. Lord, thank you for healing the sick, for healing my sister, for taking away this pain. In the name of Jesus. I command God's healing power into you and I release that power. Be healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Whatever pain, go in Jesus' name. So Lord, because Lord Jesus, you have need of her so she can be a witness and an instrument in your hand. Lord Jesus makes you heal in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And when we pray simply like that, not looking to ourselves, but looking to him, that is where something happens. But if I'm standing here and say, Lord Jesus, just heal her, just make her whole, just, and I do nothing, Jesus sometimes in his awesome mighty power is able to do things beyond our comprehension. But where is my participation in bringing in the kingdom of God? So this is, The reason why the helper has come. The work of the Holy Spirit. One of, let me share very quickly with you and I'll be bringing this to a close. In one of the countries where Ben Francis is, I don't know where this is going to go so I just don't want to mention the country. (laughs) Uh, One of the things we're seeing, phenomenal move of the Spirit of God in bringing people's hearts to the saving knowledge of Jesus. And we have, uh, working with Ben Francis, a vision to have 100,000 house churches planted by the end of this year. 100,000 house churches. Now, that's incredible. That's huge. That's something we cannot do in our own strength. And glory be to God, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we already have over 60,000 house churches planted this year. Hallelujah! Because we're training house disciple makers. Those who make disciple whilst they are hawking their goods. Those making disciples whilst they are doing their fish farming. Those making disciples whilst they are driving uh, their trucks. Those making disciples uh, whilst they are working in the fields. So we are training disciple makers who represent the kingdom of God wherever they are. Those making disciples as nurses, those making disciples as teachers, those making disciples as doctors all across the country. And we have a vision to train another 10,000 disciple makers. And You know I mentioned value for money. It takes only three pounds to train one disciple maker. Only three pounds. And you don't have to pay for their rent. You don't have to help them to learn another language because they are living with their own language. You don't have to help them to transport them to somewhere else. At most they just travel a few hours and they are within their own territory. And so the bulk of our resources then goes directly to seeing the kingdom of God come into being. Hallelujah. And so we're seeing about 10, we're looking to train 10,000 workers. And we're giving our Bibles in. As people come into faith, they are hungry for the word of God. Hungry for the word of God. Because they're recognizing that this is where the truth is. I recently, I met a Muslim. And we were talking. In fact, I was singing. And when he came around me, I stopped singing. So he said to me, oh, what are you singing? I said, you don't know it. You don't know the song. He said, it doesn't matter, sing it. So I sang, and he was listening to me after I finished singing he gave a confession he said I know I know I'm looking for the truth he said he was listening to a Christian and the Christian said Jews believe that Jesus was a good man Muslims believe that Jesus was a prophet but we Christians believe that Jesus is the only person without sin he said when he heard those words they entered into his heart like a bomb. Something exploded, and he knew that was the truth. He knew that was the truth. It resonated with him. And from there, I started to speak to him. And then when we finished talking, and I was about to leave, he said to me, please pray for me. Wow, what a blessing. So this is the dynamics that, the Holy Spirit brings in our lives so we need to be open to the work of the Holy Spirit more and more hallelujah how are we doing for time am I going have we gone past the closing time Yeah. But wow uh, <laughs> but, but. okay we'll, we'll, we'll be wrapping up shortly okay all right no problem in we're going to Cambodia, I'm going to Cambodia with Ben Francis, the mission worker you're supporting. And in Cambodia, this is what we're gonna do. The Lord has opened the door. I mean, when you step into Cambodia, you know, economically, the Lord has opened the, opened the door. There are many multi, uh, multinational companies coming in, setting up business, it's just open market. And then we we're there, I was there last year, and we're thinking, even in the world, people know Cambodia. open and likewise spiritually it's open. Now you can preach the gospel to your heart content. The only restrictions you may have are cultural restrictions depending on people, individual families and locations. There is no law prohibiting the preaching of the gospel. This is our Kairos moment. This is our open door and so we're seeking to go in and equip and train the believers to become disciple makers, just as Jesus sent them out in twos and threes, building, setting up house churches. And this is a very low cost, high impact for the kingdom of God. And so when we go, we'll be training uh, some of the believers in disciple making strategies. We'll also be preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. <laughs> because it's the power of God unto salvation. And we will see uh, some people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. After that, we'll be speaking to some of the church leaders to share with them the essence of the kingdom of God so as to strengthen and encourage them in their work in the ministry. It can be a lonely journey for ministers, and we want to come alongside them and bring some encouragement and hope, and let them know they are not alone. Amen. Amen. Would it be okay to take your prayers to them? Would that be okay? And to say, Pembroke Baptist Church, lovely folks here are praying for you. Would that be all right? Or if you believe it, say if that's okay, say amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you for that. And so, and in so doing, You're here, but you're participating with the work of the Holy Spirit in global missions. Amen. Many more stories I could share, but let's bring it home as I try to wrap up. What does this then mean? How does this relate to you here? When he, the Spirit, comes He says he will do this this, this number of things. He will guide you, he will speak, he will hear, he will reveal, he will glorify Jesus, and he will show. He will guide you so you can be a witness for Christ. He will speak to you because it's in his speaking that he leads us with a still small voice. Many a times, we don't hear the Holy Spirit because we are looking for spectacular things. But the Holy Spirit speaks very gently in our hearts. Just last night, I was in a place and I met this young guy. Let me not share that story. I was in Devon and I was taking a walk. I felt I needed to go for a walk. So I went out for a walk. And I said to myself, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want a quiet, happy walk by the coast. But if anybody dares to engage with me, I'm ready for them. So, I was walking and now I was on my way back. And lo and behold, these two couple stopped to give me a high five. And then, it opened up a whole, about 20 minutes conversation. They happened to be coming from Leeds. And here we are meeting in in painting Devon. And we're talking. And it happens that they are not your Christians. But they have a sense in that. Something is, is missing in their lives. And so I share with them. There are two kinds of souls in this world. There is a soul with a dead spirit. And there is a soul with a living spirit. The soul with a dead spirit live out of their emotions, out of their senses. They live out of their feelings and their rationality. Now, those things are not wrong. But if that's the only way you live, how limited are you? How short-sighted is that? But the soul with a living spirit lives at a whole different level. They live out of the resources of God. They are able to, because they see from God's perspective, they make decisions today that impact in 10 years, 20 years' time. They live from a place of the resources of God. They are stable. They are st- it doesn't matter what's happened on the outside. It doesn't mean they are not affected, but their decisions are not influenced so much by what's happened on the outside. They are grounded in the goodness and the grace and the spirit of God. So I said to them, of these two, which are you? And they honestly said, I think we are like souls with a dead spirit, but we feel like we are being awakened. And so I shared with them how you can be a soul with a living spirit by simply going to the Prince. Of life the source of life who is Jesus Amen. hallelujah Amen. and I shared with them and prayed with them and sent them on their way happy hallelujah Amen. <laughs> Amen. so as an ambassador of Christ How can you open up for the Holy Spirit to work through you, to bring life, to bring the kingdom of God in your context? Sometimes this is what we think. We think the kingdom of God is about preaching. It's not. It's not just about preaching. It's about you being open. God, I represent your kingdom. I represent Jesus. Anywhere you are, and you'll be surprised the opportunities God opens up. And I'd like to pray for you this morning that you become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah.
0: Amen.
1: That you become open and hear his, his, where his whispers, when he leads, when he guides, when he reveals, when he's speaking to you, and you know it's the Holy Spirit. That's how we become effective in representing Jesus And let me leave you with these two things you must do if you continue in being effective through the help of the Holy Spirit, is to ask. Ask often. Holy Spirit, help me. Ask often. And when you ask and you receive, say, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for answering me. And when you ask any answers and yet you don't follow, be humble to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't obey you. Please help me again. And he will. Amen. That is the way we move forward. Hallelujah. So ask for help. Say thank you. And say I'm sorry when you blow it. And ask for help again. And say thank you. And say I'm sorry when you blow it. And that's the way We keep going. Amen. And so, in bringing this message to a close, I want you to open up as I pray. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. I believe in the healing power of Jesus. I do believe. I know that by experience, not everyone I've prayed for has been healed. As I stand here, I'm... No, let me not say this. Amen. Yeah. So, I have no problem praying for the sick. Hallelujah. Because it's not mine to heal. It's mine to pray. Is his to heal. And whatever he decides to do, it's good. Hallelujah. Because he knows what I don't know. He sees beyond what I can see. And so if you need healing in this place, if you need a touch of God, I'd like you to just, yeah, see some people have kept their hands forward already. That's wonderful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise you.